evidence now supports the vision of the poet and the philosopher that plants are living, breathing, communicating creatures endowed with personality and the attributes of a soul. It is only we in our blindness who have insisted on considering them automata. 64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Welcome to the Book of the Week series. Every week as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. My name is Igor S.F. Walker. Today we look at The Secret Life of Plants, a fascinating account of the physical, emotional, and spiritual relations between plants and Man by Peter Tompkins and Christopher Bird. So, how about you slow down and relax? Reduce all that noise for just a bit. Make that choice and decide to listen. In this video, we look at a perennial bestseller, one that explores the inner world of plants and its fascinating relation to mankind as uncovered by the latest discoveries of science. <coughs> Stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I haven't used that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. Plants respond to human care and nurturing. They have the ability to communicate with man. Plants have a surprising reaction to music. They possess amazing lie detection abilities. Their creative powers are mind-blowing. And there's much, much more. <clears throat> Why botany? A poten potentially fascinating subject dealing with plants, living and extinct, their uses, classifications, anatomy, physiology, geographical distribution, should have been from the beginning reduced to a dull taxonomy, an endless Latin dirge in which progress is measured more by the numbers of corpses catalog than the number of blossoms cherished is perhaps the greatest mystery in the study of plant life. Man, said Franke, merely thinks plants motionless and feelingless because he will not take the time to watch them. Poets and philosophers such as Johann Wolfgang Goethe and Rudolf Steiner, who took the trouble to watch plants, 
discovered that they grow in opposite directions, partly burrowing into the ground, as if attracted by gravity, partly shooting up in the air, as if pulled by some form of anti-gravity or levity. The leaves of an ordinary sunflower will transpire in a day as much water as a man perspires on a hot day. A single birch can absorb as much as 400 quarts, exuding cooling moisture through its leaves. No plant, said Franke's, without movement. All growth is a series of movements. Plants are constantly preoccupied with bending, turning, quivering. Plants, says Franke, are capable of intent. They can stretch toward or seek out what they want in ways as mysterious as the most fantastic creations of romance. The sundew plant will grasp at a fly with infallible accuracy, moving in just the right direction toward where the prey is to be found. Plants seem to know which ants would steal their nectar, closing when these ants are about opening, only when there is enough dew on their stem to keep the ants from climbing. The ingenuity of plants in devising forms of construction far exceeds that of human engineers. Man-made structures cannot match the supply strength of the long hollow tubes that support fantastic weights against terrific storms. A plant's use of fibers wrapped in spirals is a mechanism of great resistance against tearing not yet developed by human ingenuity. So accurate are alpine flowers about the seasons. They know when spring is coming and then bore their way up lingering snowbanks developing their own heat with which melt the snow. Plants which react so certainly, so variously, and so promptly to the outer world must, says Franke, have some means of communicating with the outer world. Something comparable or superior to our senses. He insists that plants are constantly observing and recording events and phenomena of which man, trapped in his anthropocentric view of the world, subjectively revealed to him through his five senses, knows nothing. Once attuned to a particular person, plants appear to be able to maintain a link with that person, no matter where he or she went. <coughs> Even among 
thousands of people. Vogel concluded that a life force or cosmic energy surrounding all living things is shareable among plants, animals, and humans. Through such sharing, a person and a plant become one. This oneness is what makes possible a mutual sensitivity allowing plant and man not only to intercommunicate, but to record these communications via the plant on a recording chart. Sovin has long been interested in parapsychology and was fascinated with the psychological implications of a plant responding to human thought and emotion. His main preoccupation was the development of a foolproof plant device that could be activated by any human being. For Sovin's purposes, it did not matter whether the plant was in any way rational or feeling, so long as it could reliably pick up his emotional signal and then trigger the switch. <clears throat> whether plants were conscious or not, Sovin was convinced they had an energy field similar to the energy field generated by the human beings, and that somehow interaction of these fields could be put to use. The problem was to develop equipment sensitive enough to take advantage of the phenomenon in an absolutely reliable way. Sir James Jeans, the British astronomer, had written that the stream of human knowledge is impartially heading toward a non-mechanical reality. The universe begins to look more like a great thought than a great machine. Mind no longer appears as an accidental intruder into the realm of matter. We are beginning to suspect that we ought rather to hail it as the creator and the governor of this realm. Four main questions, said Lawrence, were starting to attract serious attention. Number one, could plants be integrated with electronic readouts to form major data sensors and transducers? Number two, could they be trained to respond to the presence of selected objects and images? Number three, were their alleged supersensory perceptions verifiable? And number four, of the 350,000 plant species known to science, which were the most promising from the electronic point of view? <coughs> Though man prides himself on his vast array of knowledge, He's like a radio technician who knows how to repair a receiver without understanding the theoretical essence of radio waves. 
or like our caveman ancestors who put fire to use while unaware of the process of rapid oxidation. Even today, says Solokin, we squander heat and light, yet have not the slightest clue to or interest in their original essence. While young botanists still struggle today through the jungles of Central Africa and along the Amazon in search of polysyllabic victims to add to the 350,000 already on the books, what makes plants live or why does not appear to be purview of the science, nor has it been since the 4th century BC when Theoparastus, the lesbian disciple of Aristotle, first catalogued a couple of hundred species in his nine books on the history of plants and six on the causes of plants. Just as plants respond to wavelengths of music, so also are they continually being affected by wavelengths of electromagnetic spectrum from Earth, Moon, planets, cosmos, and from a proliferation of man-made devices. Only it remains to be established exactly which are beneficial and which are harmful. First, to link electricity and magnetism was the 16th century savant William Gilbert, whose medical skill and philosophical erudition won him appointment as personal physician to Queen Elizabeth I. <coughs> Humans are in hypnotic state most of the time, even when wide awake. The continuous charting of life fields in people indicates a cyclic rise and fall, rise and fall, rise and fall of voltage, the peaks and valleys of which correlate to the periods when they feel good or bad, up or down. By plotting the curves in advance, it is possible to predict highs and lows weeks in advance, as the students of biorhythms have proposed going back to the time when they were first theorized by Dr. Wilhelm Flies, whose letters were so encouraging to Sigmund Freud during the years of Freud's self-analysis. The organizing field around the bodies of living things anticipates the physical events within them and suggests that the mind itself, as Marcel Vogel maintains, can, by modulating the field, affect positively or negatively the matter with which it is to be associated. Parting the veil into other worlds and other vibrations beyond the limits of the electromagnetic spectrum may well go a long way to explain the mysteries which are incomprehensible to physicists who limit their looking 
to what they can see with their physical eyes and their instruments. For we, like the inhabitants of the country of the blind, reject those who claim to have seen with their spiritual vision the greater supersensible world in which we are immersed. Dismissing such claims as idle fancies and advancing far saner scientific explanations where the modern scientist is baffled by the secrets of the life of plants. The seer offers solutions which, however incredible, make more sense than the dusty mouthings of the academians. What is more, they give philosophic meanings to the totality of life. And there you have it, the secret life of plants. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too. Spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and then stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. Buy it, read, never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management even further, then do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.